You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Season 1 with the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. Life just keeps moving through me, and I feel like I'm always learning, you know, this is an earth school. Um, and so every day I go to school and I go to school in a way where I'm awake and ready. And so I always have a lot coming my way and I have a lot of teachings and lessons every day. And so do you. I mean, I always have. I always have. We always have. It's just, are we awake to them? Are we awake and ready for all that comes our way? Are we awake and ready on the path to self-mastery? So what I want to talk about today is what happens when you wake up in the middle of the night, okay? And uh, let's catastrophize here. Like the most important thing in the world is on your mind. Uh, for me, let me go to, let me personalize it and go to the inspiration for this episode, which was last night. So, <clears throat> you know, I set myself up for success as, as best I can. I remove myself from... The computer screen. I shut down social media and I do that 60 to 90 minutes prior to going to bed. I've also started a second meditation at night, which has been so amazing because it's this no pressure meditation. It can be not that my morning meditation is pressure, but the second one I feel like is everybody that I've talked to who's, who does a second meditation, they're always like, ah, oh, it's just like easier. And maybe because we've got the pressure off, maybe because we're just like done with the day and we're just in more of a surrender mode. But for me, that second meditation looks like anything from five minutes to 30 minutes. It can be guided. Um, I say I sit, I, I would say I sit up probably 95% of the time because that 5% of the time that I go, oh, well, I'll just lie down and I'll do it in bed. I don't even get to the end of the meditation. I'm already sleeping. I also do a couple techniques um, where I clear my day. I, you know, go into a gratitude practice, all of those things, because what, what is in the forefront of our awareness will ruminate in the subconscious for hours once we go to sleep. When we sleep, the subconscious comes alive and we actually do a lot of processing in, uh, in our sleeping state, a lot of processing of um, what's in the subconscious. So what we do right before we go to sleep will influence what the, what we're ruminating on in our, in our sleep. So I set myself up as best I can, but I am also still living in this human body. And I learned a while ago that this path to self-mastery, enlightenment, freedom, what, bliss, like whatever we want to call it, for me, it's like... In, I would say in athlete terms, it's just like being my best, being my best runner, being my best swimmer, being my best biker, being my best wife, being my best um, dog mom, being my best Jess that I can be, being my best. And for me, that's what this path is about, is really tapping into the perfection that's within all of us. So last night I went to sleep and the second meditation has really, I've never had much trouble going to sleep, but that second meditation is just like, woo, it's like taking a five MGs of Valium and uh, puts me right out. It's, it's really amazing. I'm really grateful for this practice. And I woke up um, 
it's three o'clock in the morning. It was three o'clock in the morning. And I know that because I went downstairs to use the bathroom and I came back up and my eyes caught the clock. And so I try never to look at the clock. Okay, so let's start with, with what you don't do when you wake up in the middle of the night. Don't look at the clock because immediately the mind gets activated. Immediately I'm walking back up the stairs to the loft and I'm calculating how much more time I have to sleep. And as athletes, our sleep is super important, right? Like we need to recover and we're balancing family life and professional life and um, athlete life. And some of you are professional and some of you are age groupers. Maybe some of you are not racing anymore, but you're coaching. Like we're, we're balancing a lot. And so sleep is super important. We know that we get a lot of recovery. And that's where when we recover, then we adapt to the stresses and we actually get stronger because we're not getting stronger when we're doing the track workout. We're getting stronger when we fuel our body, like the temple that it is, when we rest it, um, when we realize that the body, you know, does have limitations. This body was never meant to last. So we want to care for it as best we can. Sleep is a big one. So I woke up last night or this morning, I should say three o'clock in the morning. It was 3.11. I was like, ah, right. Immediately I get activated like, ah, damn it. I just looked at the clock and now I'm activated. So already I'm in a fight. Already I'm in the energy of resistance. And I lay back in bed and then like, boom, it was like, when's the Awake Athlete Podcast getting launched? And I feel like, are these episodes getting stale? And I have really nothing to say. And oh my God, people are going to make fun of me. They're going to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's not going to help anyone. It's not going to assist anyone. Like, what is my work in the world? And you know, did BJ get that thing out in the mail? And and did he do this? And oh my God, I didn't return that email. And so now it's hot. Now I'm I'm in it. I'm in the spin. I'm in the neural spin. I'm like, somebody threw me in the roller coaster. They strapped me in and they freaking put the thing on high. And uh, and I'm just like, it's spinning out. The mind is spinning out. But I'm aware. I'm like, okay, I'm in the spin out. So let me try and calm myself. So the first thing I do is I'll do, number one, I say, none of this is important. None of this is important right now. Right now, I'm okay. Right now, I'm in this relaxing bed. Right now, I'm in this comfortable bed. Right now, I feel a breeze coming in through the window. Right now, the man that I love is next to me. Right now, I'm fine. I'm okay. Well, that just seemed to aggravate everything because then I start thinking about the open water swim that I'm going to do with my husband, with, with BJ, in a few hours, essentially. So that was this morning. And you haven't done, I haven't done an open water swim, you guys, for over three years. My last open water swim that I can recall was at Ironman Santa Rosa 70.3, where I like kind of hung up my triathlon life and traded it in for a trail running life. And so it was like, Essentially, I was drowning on the swim in the lagoon this morning. That's what my mind, like fear. And they say there's no sharks in there, but a shark's going to be in there tomorrow and it's going to be terrible. And so catastrophizing, like literally, like I, I was, now I've got the emotion with it. I've got this like pressure on my chest. It feels like it's going to explode. There's a part of me that like wants to wake BJ up so he can just hug me. <clears throat> but really, I just, the e that's the ego. And really, it's just the ego wants him to be in pain too, because how can he be resting? And I'm in this frenzy. So the soothing self-talk did not work. 
So then I cleared my chakras, which is a technique that I do because when the, when the chakras are balanced and the chakras are our energetic spine, they're the way that we digest energy. Just like our GI systems, we digest food. This is how we digest the experiences in our life and energy of other people and our own energy. And that kind of worked, but I still just had this like dread. I just had this dread on my heart. So finally I said, I'm going to get up and meditate. Like I'm just going to get up and I'm going to meditate because this has worked in the past so incredibly well. I have fought it out lying down with the dread or the panic or the fear or whatever it is, the busy mind, the anger, all of these things that come up in the middle of the night. And doesn't it make sense that they would come up in the middle of the night because I'm processing through the subconscious and all this stuff are like my hidden little dark corners. So my hidden little dark corners came to the surface and I got out of bed and I kind of had the forethought of being like, I'm going to grab my pillow because I'm going to be calm after this meditation. Because you, let's face it, you can't fall asleep when you're not calm. Calmness is the foundation for all of this work. We really, really want to attune to calm. And there's nothing about lying in bed and feeling anxious that's going to allow my body to recover from the workout I did, right? So I have created this little outdoor meditation space, and I live in a place here in San Diego where I can go out in the middle of the night, really at any time of year, and be pretty comfortable. So I went out last night. You know, it's August, so it's it's perfect. I went out last night, and Clark, my golden retriever, comes with me. He is just, he's such a, gosh, such a unofficial service dog. And I went out there and I had that forethought, got my sweaties, got my hoodie, got, you know, as quiet as I could be. I did not want to wake up BJ, went downstairs, grabbed blankets, set myself up for meditation and did a nice long 45 minute meditation. I had to let go of any kind of attachment to sleep, let go of, you know what, I might not do this open water swim tomorrow and that's okay or in a few hours, let go of anything that I might think that my husband might think about me if I decide not to do it. Just let go. And how do I let go? Like literally I say to myself, just let go. Let go of it. Just be right here because none of that is right now. None of that is right now. So I did uh, probably like four pranayama exercises, did some breath exercises. I cleared out those dang chakras again and very slowly and then was at a point where I did not need a mantra. I was in a deep state of peace. It doesn't always go this way, but last night it went from like 60 back down to zero and I was in this deep state of peace. And the meditation was 45 minutes, and I was probably in this deep state of peace, maybe around, I don't know, I'm just guessing, 30 minutes. But the ego is still alive and well, right? And so it's saying, well, just go to sleep now. Don't go the whole 45 minutes. And to me, that's like a sure sign of like, just stay here and be in this deep peace. This is so restful right now this it's almost like a yogic sleep like a yoga nidra which we've they we know from science is 
better than sleep because I'm not ruminating in the subconscious. I'm in the conscious mind. I'm in the presence of my highest intelligence. I'm in that energy. And so the meditation gong went off. Felt a little disappointment, like, oh, I wish I did an hour, right? That dang ego, it's always right there. So I took that ego and I tucked it under the blanket and I scooted down and I fell asleep on the patio. And around six o'clock, BJ came out and he was just like, are you okay? (laughs) You're sleeping on the patio. And I was really sleepy at that point. And I had some hesitation about getting up and I need my sleep. And then I thought, no, I just got like another hour. I was in bed by nine. I have plenty of sleep. I have no alcohol in my system. I ate all vegetables last night. Like there's nothing about this morning that shouldn't be really clear if I decide it to be that way. My heart feels open. I don't have that dread anymore. And it's more important than ever for me to get down to that lagoon and go for a swim. My husband and I have been doing this work for quite some time now. And so one of the things which I think is such a gift in our relationship, we've been together for 23 years, going on 24 years. Obviously, if we've been married 23 years, we're going on 24 years, if all goes well, is that we don't necessarily dig deeper when somebody's in a tender spot. So I just said, you know, I woke up at three, I had all the feels and I decided to meditate. I had a beautiful meditation and I'm going to be okay. And he said, you're going to be amazing. I can't wait to swim with you. So we went down to the lagoon and in the vision that I had in the middle of the night was that it was going to be choppy and the, it was the current that was going to drag me under. It was glass. It was so gorgeous. It was glass and there was nobody there. So we made our way down and I got into the water. I got in my wetsuit for the first time in three years, got down to the water, got in the water. It was cold for me at first. And BJ was doing something. He said, oh, I'll just be a few minutes. I said, that's fine. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get acclimated. So I started to swim and I've lost some major time on my 100 pace. And there was something about today where there was not a fight about that. You know, Beach just said, hey, you don't need your flippers. Just come and swim on my feet. We'll do the first loop together. And I know that he was so happy and and totally content with going slow with me. And I stayed on his feet and I just felt like a beginner. I felt completely open to being assisted. I felt excited about what I was doing. I felt the old sensations in the arms from being in the wetsuit and it made me smile and all was well. And I turned the buoy and we got far out into the lagoon. And then I remembered a dream I had last night, which was looking down onto the ocean and seeing swimmers. And then all these, sh- all of a sudden one shark, two sharks, groups of four sharks, and they were all swimming towards the, the swimmers. And I was like, oh my God, BJ, look at the sharks and they're going after the swimmers. And I don't really know what happened with the dream. I don't really know. But in that moment, I remembered the dream. And I was like, oh, this is so unhelpful. And then I remembered what my meditation teacher said that water is always our spiritual side when we dream about water. 
And when we dream in a way where we're looking down, especially onto the ocean, we are looking from that 10,000 foot view, which is what this podcast is all about, which is why I had to share this with you. That actually that dream, although processed through my subconscious is scary, in the moment was really helpful to understand that I am living from this spiritual foundation of life. And that no matter what, I can have that 10,000 foot view. That even when that whole to-do list and panicking over not returning an email, which means nothing, like the earth is still rotating, that I can still pull out and say, okay, let me get my toolbox out. All right, that's not working. Nope, that's not working. Okay, ego's giving my run for the money. Well, let's meditate. Okay, let's feel peaceful. Oh yes, let's let it move through me. I'm gonna let it move through me. So I quickly realized that thinking about sharks when you're swimming in the ocean is unhelpful. So I went to the present moment of what I was doing, right? Merged my awareness with the activity, my stroke, right, left, right, left. Feel the water, move the water. Feel the water, move the water. Breathe, breathe. And when we're doing that, when we put 100% awareness on what we're doing right now, there's no sharks. There's no fear of sharks. So we came around and I'm going slow and uh, and I'm just feeling really grateful. I stopped a couple times and didn't feel like I was in inconvenience. And when, I, when I'm pointing these things out, it's because in the past and even, I mean, it could be later on today, that ego of mine can be really mean to me, can be really hard on me. And I think some of you can resonate with that. Like nobody's harder on ourselves than ourselves, right? But it's not our true self. It's the lower self. It's the false self. So we came back around, finished the loop. And I, being an athlete, wanted to get 1,000 yards, not 874. So I went out and did a couple, you know, more strokes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually feeling really good now. Like I want to do a second loop. But I had a call this morning with an athlete. So I was grateful for what I could do. And I finished it and I didn't die and I'm here sharing it with you. And I think that my ability to feel my state of feeling rested right now, of feeling clear right now, had everything to do with taking ownership in that moment, not being a victim to those thoughts, seeing that they were unloving and they were rushed and they were dreadful and they were fearful and they were anxious. And that's not the part of me that I want to attune to. So I I got myself into through breath exercises, uh, through uh, focusing on my body, relaxing my face, sitting in that meditation, getting myself into a parasympathetic state because the, the body will follow. It will follow my intention to be calm. It will follow my knowing that after meditation, no matter what, I always feel better. And it will follow my detachment from, hey, so what if I don't sleep for another hour? So what? I'm going to be fine. The body will follow. Once we let go of that identification with those emotions and thoughts as who we are, we give space for them to move through us. This path, meditating, living mindfully, Truly being your best in every moment, as Ram Das, one of my favorite podcasts of his is um, Be Impeccable, 
how can you be impeccable in a moment? And that doesn't mean perfection. To me, that's more mastery. How can I be the master of myself right now in the midst of all this anxiety and fear? And the first step of that is not identifying with it as who I am. And when I get there, I can allow it to move through me. So make no mistake, if I haven't been clear so far, being an awake athlete does not make you immune to negative thoughts. It does not make you immune to fearful thoughts. It does not make you immune to anxiety. But it will allow you to be the master of yourself in the face of it. And it will allow you to change your relationships to those things and to see them as untruths, to see that they are the mechanism of the lower self, to see that they have every flavor of the ego that the ego has to offer. And when we zoom out that view and we look down onto our life and we see that expanded circumference of a situation, time and again, we will see that so many times in our life already, we have been the masters of our responses. We have been pure presence. We have so much evidence already that we are tailor-made for this path of the awake athlete.